0: This is Mike Delt with the Relax Back UK show on UK Health Radio, your global real feel good radio station. On the Relax Back UK show, we explore all kinds of health topics, so keep listening and enjoy the ride. Hi and thank you for joining me for this week's Relaxed Bat UK show. Now last month July was plastic free month. This show is going to come out in August so I'm kind of playing a little bit of catch up but the topic is plastics and trying to use less of them. Now this really is an important topic as plastic waste just seems to be everywhere at the moment. I speak to a couple of companies who are really trying to get to grips with the problem.
1: We have saved over 30,000 kilograms of plastic waste um, going into incineration or export um, or landfill.
0: Marcus Hill is co-founder of Bauer Collective and they have already stopped a good chunk of plastic being either burnt or going to landfill using their reuse system, hear more about that later. Then Annabelle Rhodes works in the cosmetic cosmetic industry, but she isn't that impressed with some of her industry colleagues.
2: From my experience, the beauty industry is not doing enough to help protect the environment at all. Please
0: stay tuned for an important and useful show that will help you to personally make a difference.
3: station that makes you feel good. It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks. Not anymore. Whether it's a health thing, a lifestyle thing, or you're trying new things. Make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, Wines, spirits, and more. Health radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. Visit zerozilchzip.co.uk or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. Discover alcohol freedom with zerozilchzip because nothing's better. UK Health Radio, the station that makes you feel good.
0: So the first guest today is Marcus Hill co-founder of Bauer Collective and the topic is plastics how we recycle and reuse whether the systems that we're using are really working. This really is a big topic and I have to admit to been really quite ignorant uh, before chatting to Marcus and he gave me a kind of a a good education. Now this this is an important topic uh, and Marcus gave everybody uh, a way that we can all get involved uh, is a discount code of um it gives at the end so you can get 20% off the products provided by by Bower Collective but to start off with i asked Marcus what's the objective of Bauer Collective and what inspired them to start the company good morning mike
1: um great to be with you thanks for having me on the show um so bower collective we are a sustainable consumer goods business and The business started with a vision that Nick, my co-founder, and I had around tackling plastic waste. And my background, actually, I founded a business before that um, made compostable packaging for the food industry. Um, Nick's background is in technology and running a technology consultancy. And we both um, were at school together a long time ago, so old friends. And we got talking about starting a business that would tackle plastic waste. And um, we honed in on on a few different things, one that was um, that we're generating an insane amount of of plastic waste globally. Um, I think almost a million tons a day of plastic waste is generated across the globe. Um, At least 8 million tons a year ends up in the oceans. And plastic is now um, everywhere. I mean, I don't know, you know, when you were last on a beach somewhere, and quite often, even a clean looking beach, you kind of look at You know, you look down at your feet, you pick up stuff, and quite quickly your eye tunes in to little bits of plastic everywhere. And um, you know, the idea of microplastics is a relatively new one. I think a a sort of scientist from um, a British university—I think it might have been Plymouth—coined the phrase only five years ago or something, when he he started, you know, um, looking in the natural environment and finding very small bits of plastic everywhere. And you can take a sample of seawater from pretty much anywhere and you'll find um small bits of plastic floating around in it you know you can go and and then get that that gets ingested by
0: sea life um yeah it does does. on it goes exactly
1: exactly the kind of um terrifying thing that no one really knows you know what what impact this is going to have is that it then goes you know into the ecology goes into the food chain um if you you know, 25% of fish now that are sold in the supermarket have plastic in them. Um, and um, yeah, y- y- you can, you know, y- you see these sort of horrific pictures of seabirds in parts of the world sort of cut open and, and they're just full of plastic. Um, and obviously that that then goes up the food chain and, and it includes us as human beings. Um, you know, a recent study of humans showed um, that the majority of-, of people in the study had plastic in their blood. So um, this is this is everywhere, and um, it is a it is a crisis. It's a um, environmental crisis, potentially a health crisis. And Nick and I just thought, you know, I suppose I've always believed in the power of startups, in particular, and businesses to solve problems. You know, I think that they're an incredibly effective way of tackling. Um, environmental or social problems and they're uh they're inherently um yeah powerful and sustainable ways of doing that so we thought if we could start a business to make a dent in this problem that would be great and Good. right um, let's let, yeah let, hmm. let's start we,
0: we, we've done the doom and gloom let's let's move on to yeah. the positive stuff um but let's start off with something that uh, we might think is positive but there might be uh, you know a, a, might have a trick up its sleeve because everyone says oh hey, you know. It's fine. I do all my recycling. Let's just sort of look at recycling. Uh, well, in the UK, but potentially globally. You know, I put all my plastic in the plastic bin on rubbish collection day. <coughs> Job done, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, this is sort of <coughs> at the heart of things is... Um, that is what we're led to believe. And, you know, I think government stats say something like, well, 45% of plastics are recycled. But actually, it turns out that's that's essentially what's collected. So you put your plastics and you you wash up your um, yoghurt tub and diligently um, put it into yeah, your it recycling well. bin. Yeah, and, it, and it, it gets collected and take away. But then the, the question is, what happens then? And it turns out that... Um, The majority of it is being incinerated, um, and the next um, sort of highest proportion is being exported. Um, And uh, it goes to countries like Turkey, Malaysia, um, Poland, and there's very little visibility of what happens to it then. A lot of it used to be sent, uh, nearly all of it used to go to China, but they, they then banned the imports. Um, so we, we, you know, the industry sort of found other places to send it, like Malaysia. Um, so we think that actually only about ten percent of that plastic that you put into your recycling bin is being recycled. Um, so the when, rest when it gets is to f- other countries, like Malaysia, you just mentioned. What happens to it there? Do they just burn it or bury it? Yeah, I think there's there's little visibility, but you know, there have been exposes done um, where it is, uh, you know, being burnt or being put into sort of open um landfills, you know, essentially dumped in fields. Um and obviously um, you know, for things like ocean plastic, the 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 sources, the main sources tend to be in Southeast Asia and places. Um so it's it's very worrying having having plastic sent over there. And um and so Bauer Collective's vision is is packaging reuse. You know, we deliver our products and yeah, packaging. Right.
0: Yeah Let, let's go I I like back. this idea yeah. of the power of a you know a small company because you know you're a startup you're a relatively small company lots of people chipping away to change things because actually change in whatever sphere always starts small really doesn't it? Um, so yeah. yeah so you 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 set off uh, on on a course to try and do something about it persuade others to do something about it so uh, yeah tell us what your your plans are how are you going to change the world then Marcus? <laughs>
1: yeah well we you know we are ambitious to change the world but as you say change starts small and we're trying to innovate and do things differently and um you know essentially it was a, a few of these insights which we've talked about one is that you know recycling wasn't working um and another is that reuse has always been a better option you know there's this sort of um uh hierarchy of of recycling with reuse sitting you know actually not using packaging in the first place is is at the top of the hierarchy on you know not using something um but then in terms of environmental impact if you're going to use some packaging reuse is is the best option so um and if you think back that's kind of how things used to work with um you know the milkman or pretty much most packaging prior to sort of um the 1950s and sort of post-war this um, uh, wonder invention of plastic was promoted by the marketers as suddenly we can make really cheap disposable things you no longer need to do the washing up or whatever you just use disposable cutlery and throw it away Um, and you know this was pushed hard by people and they thought great you know time-saving newfangled device without thinking of the sort of impacts of this but going back previously you know we always used to reuse things you know if you had uh, a possession. You didn't just use it once and throw away. You used it a number of times until it wore wore out. So that's what we we're trying to go back to with our, I suppose, a technology enhanced reusable packaging system. So you know, bringing that into the um, 21st century. So our products are delivered to to customers directly. They order on the website. We sell a range of natural personal care and natural cleaning products. So you might order your body wash. That would come to you in a um, reusable pouch, which you dispense into a dispenser you buy from us. And then the pouch uh, gets sent back to us in a prepaid envelope. And we, we take that pouch. Um, it's trackable. When it comes in, we can scan it, see how many times it's been used before, what the product inside it is. Um, we then refill that and send it out again to the consumer in right. this loop. Um, so that, that, that package, so that's, that's the vision. That, that package, what, what's that made from? So it's made from um, uh, a flexible um, plastic. So um, it is it is plastic. And I guess, um, you know, some people see, well, is there a bit of a cont- contradiction there? And I think for us, we don't view plastic itself as inherently evil. It's single use plastic. It's how it's used. And it is, you know, it, it is actually an incredibly um, uh, useful material. You know, it's very lightweight it's it's strong it's cheap um but what what it's not great for is just using once and then throwing it away no. if you can use it repeatedly and and uh, reuse it then we think it's great i mean um it's you know one of the things that I, we deliver our products in these flexible pouches so they're kind of unbreakable um and they they're also very lightweight so the sort of carbon footprint is low um and yeah that's that's um that's how so, so how many
0: times can um, one of your plastic refills uh, be used? Well, do, do, do you have of, um, the data on that?
1: You do? We 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 um, we're still getting the data on it, and um, you know, uh, ultimately, um, because we have this sort of trackable system where we, you know, we we're, we're using software to um, scan out the products when we're filling them and scan them back in and, and track them. Um, we we then, if, if something, uh, and there's also a sort of um, a quality control process, so if one of the pouches is damaged or if the product inside it has reached um, its best before date, then it gets pulled out of the system and goes and gets recycled. So we're sort of watching all the, all the packs the whole time to see if they need to be pulled out of the system. But our, our aim currently is to reuse them about 10 times. We're um, we're not sure um, and don't have the sort of data on on you know if that is exactly accurate, but that's the that's the aim. Okay, all right. That's the, well, I mean, ten times is better than one time. There's there's uh, absolutely no totally. question and the, about And that. the sort of you know that you're obviously reducing the waste by ten times. You're reducing the carbon by ten times. Um, yeah.
0: And so presumably, it's kind of a balancing act between. Having a like a, a robust, big, thick container with loads of plastic in it, <laughs> and and one that has less plastic in it but will last a few times on the on the sort of being recycled.
1: Yeah, um, that that's right, and I I suppose um, we've you know put a lot of, lot of kind of work into our pouch and we were. Lucky enough to receive funding from Innovate UK that that has helped with the development of the the packaging technology. But that's really why we went down the line of of kind of a flexible packaging um, because it is, um, yeah, it's it's more um, resistant to to breakage and it's also very lightweight. Um, But yeah, we do, you know, it does need to to have a, a certain amount of durability um but the you know the great thing is yeah we're, we're reusing it we're keeping it in this closed loop and then we can recycle it at the end of life as well which and you know because we're getting all the pouches back to us and and aggregating them we can make sure they they genuinely get recycled and end up with a, a recycler in a way that you know municipal
0: council recycling currently struggles to do i was going to ask about that how do you make sure that your pouches uh do actually get recycled yeah so uh, well we
1: we work with a specialist recycler and we pay them to do it and we can send them a a sort of undiluted pure stream of one type of um right of uh
0: packaging that, that they know what to do with yeah because a lot a lot of the problem with recycling plastic is it's it's there's so many different sorts of plastic um
1: yeah, there's so many different sorts of pack plastic mixed with so much else, and often you know contaminated by food, etc. And we just don't have the infrastructure in this country really to deal with it. You know, it, it, if it's not cost effective, then you know private businesses aren't going to do it, are they? They they need to make money out of this. Um,
0: yeah. All right. So um, just just on with, on the sources of plastic. So I, I have come across some other companies that have their containers uh, they look like plastic or maybe they are pla- plastic but the plastic <clears throat> is, is derived from other sources um I think yeah. that, you know, have you have you come across that and did you did you consider using that as uh, in your business yeah I mean
1: and you know my, my I mentioned previously I ran a business making compostable packaging and all our packaging was bio-based plant-based packaging and um so yeah I, I'm an advocate of using you know I think that's great if you can get away from using um, oil uh, based products and and use um, bio-based materials the um, you know the challenge tends to be um, finding the you know being able to properly compost them at the end of life and um, I think we we would consider using biomaterials in our in our pouches um, but um, yeah it's it, end of life um they're quite hard to recycle unless you have um a very kind of you know specific um infrastructure to do to do that you know ideally with with bio-based plastics you compost them Mm -hmm. um and um and yeah you know what what we did was making products for um the hospitality industry so sort of um you know salad bowls or cutlery or cups and um they tended to be on site so in an office block or in a stadium you know sporting um events um and you could collect all or, or a festival collect all of the packaging often with food waste take that to a commercial composting facility so it was all being collected in one place taken to a commercial composting facility and that worked very well um and i think you know it can be more of a challenge using in in sort of consumer products um but yeah for us um we're focused on on reusability and um and then recycling the product so you know recycled materials are what we want to get into our packaging more than than bio-based materials yeah
0: no i I get it all right we we spent a bit of time talking about what the stuff goes in uh what about the stuff itself so um do do you spend as much time thinking about the actual product, <laughs> what goes into the package and out, out to your customers, because look, things like I don't know shampoo, you you I mean you hear stories of there's a lot of plastic and this sort of thing. And in fact, you you alluded to this term microplastics, and uh, yeah, just it, it goes yeah. into all sorts of stuff just just because I think it it kind of feels nicer on our skin or it's a bit of a filler that sort of thing. Tell us about your approach to that.
1: Yeah, I mean that is is true um, and and you know for us definitely we we're, we are 100% focused on what goes into our products and we want to deliver great sustainable products that you know tackle waste with our packaging solution but also have sustainable ingredients and um and I suppose the third arm of, of what we're trying to do is think about carbon and the carbon impact of of the whole business but also of the products um so yeah in, in terms of ingredients you know are approach is to have naturally derived ingredients in our products and to avoid um you know, certainly microplastics, which were a, a, a sort of disaster, um, but to also to avoid other kind of nasty chemicals that, that um, some consumer products will have in them. And, you know, increasingly um, consumers are aware of, of, you know, parabens and, and phylates and phosphates um, that they might not want in their in their um, consumer products. Yeah. Um, but, but uses, presumably these yeah.
0: chemicals like have been put in there for a reason, like to make yes. the, what? Or have they have, have they put it yeah. been put in to make the product better, or have they generally been put in to bulk it up a bit so it's as a cheap ingredient?
1: I think they're used yeah as, as cheap ingredients to make the product better. So as preservatives, for instance, or as fragrances. Um, I mean, you, you 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 know the microplastics is as, as you say that is a kind of um, you know to to. Uh, to used as a replacement for pumice or something you know so that it 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 scrubs
0: your skin and has this kind of effect as as far as i'm concerned Um, if if pumice i'm just thinking back to my childhood i'm not a my mother scrubbing me with a pumice stone I'm, i'm not i'm not big into pumice so if that can be got rid of as far as i'm concerned this is probably a good thing that that doesn't sound
1: great. Being scrubbed by your um, your mum with a pumice stone, I imagine um, you, you've got a few uh, bad memories of that. Yeah, um, but I mean, it, it, it was. A, I, I think microplastics might have been banned in the UK now, but are probably still used um in microplastics in in cosmetic products and personal care products they're probably still used in other parts of the world but it was a ludicrous thing where people were just putting these tiny bits of plastic into your body wash which is then getting washed down the um the sink and ending up in the ocean and just you know literally um almost sort of deliberate pollution of um plastic pollution and um yeah we would certainly you know advocate um um against um putting that kind of pro- you know material in anything yeah. d- um, d- let's just go back to and, s- some of um, the other yeah so uh, so for us it's about some sort of natural ingredients and avoiding nasties
0: yeah yeah all right let me ask you a question about that because presumably one of the point of some of these chemicals is just to stop the contents going off you know such, such that it can be you know usable after a while uh how how do you get over that yeah so so
1: you know the answer is there are natural ingredients that will do the same job, and um, it is about being um, creative and um, innovative in in using those natural ingredients. And obviously, um, you know, um, Phil, our, our head of MPD, has a, a, a chemistry PhD and understands these things much better than I do. But the 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 challenge comes down to price. Quite often, I think you can do with natural ingredients um, pretty much anything you can do with more um, chemically engineered um, uh, uh, products. But it it just it just takes. you know it, it costs more and that is that's the challenge really so we're yeah. trying to um find that balance as well of, of providing an affordable products and our products are affordable they're not you know you know that they're, they're, they're not um totally high-end products um so that is a challenge but that's you know what we're focused on as a business in the mpd process mm-hmm.
0: um good let I, I do like to ask my guests uh at least one impossible question, and I, I don't see why you should right. be an exception. So, um, prepare yourself for the impossible question. But you're so you're you're a relatively young company. You've been going like a couple of years, something like that.
1: Um, yeah, that's right. We started at the beginning of 2020,
0: so we're yeah. a new, relatively new business. So, so the impossible question is: Can you can have you ever tried to estimate just how much plastic you've prevented from being burnt or landfilled? Uh, so far, do you have kind of a, a running total of what you you know what what good you might have done so far? Yeah, we do. Um, we you know
1: we have saved over thirty thousand kilograms of plastic waste um, going into incineration or export um, or landfill. so we we've got a relatively accurate figure on that actually, and we we built something called our plastic waste calculator and on our website, at bowercollective.com, you can go on that and um, see, um, estimate how much plastic waste your household is creating each year. Um, and we use the sort of calculation behind that to, to track um, the orders that we're sending out to people the whole time and, and to sort of create this running total of plastic that, that we're avoiding. Okay. Um, so so give, um,
0: give us that figure again. You said, was it 30,000 kilograms? 30,000 kilograms, yeah. Okay, so 30 metric tons. Yeah, that's right. That, that, that strikes me as really quite a lot. I mean, that's a good few truckloads.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're, we're very proud of it. And, um, you know, I think our our customers are really excited about trying to tackle plastic waste. You know, they're, they're passionate about it. And that's been one of the um, really encouraging things about starting this business is, is a sort of community is built up around us, particularly on our you know, social channels and, and um, of, of people who, who want to do this. They want to tackle plastic waste in their home. They don't want to be um, creating a lot of um, uh, environmentally damaging pollution. They they want um, to, to tackle this problem and, and we're helping them do that. So, yeah. 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 All right, Marcus, so if
0: people are listening to this and they're thinking, right, this sounds kind of interesting. I'd like to find out more. I'd like to see if I can get involved and help prevent plastic going into the sea been burnt going into landfill um how can they find more information how can they become a customer and actually where do you operate
1: well we would love people to join us we operate across the uk just in the uk at the moment and um yeah we would love people to join the collective if you go to bowercollective.com you can you can find out all about us and um, have a look at all our our products and um you can also use a code relax back 20 to get 20 percent off your order so if you put that in at checkout you'll get a discount and yeah we'd love you to join us
0: okay i like the idea of the code relax back 20 all right guys remember that stick that in and uh, how much off It's 20%. Okay, I guess the clue is in the 20 there. Relax back 20. Perfect. Look, Marcus, thank you very much indeed uh, for joining me and chatting about the the Bower Collective. Much appreciated. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Mike. This show
3: is cool! UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel Good. It used to be hard to find the world's most wonderful alcohol-free drinks. Not anymore. Whether it's a health thing, a lifestyle thing, or you're trying new things. Make sure you save yourself from the guessing game of the supermarket shelves and shop with zerozilchzip.co.uk for the world's most carefully curated range of alcohol-free beers, wines, spirits, and more. Health Radio listeners can save 5% with the code HEALTH5. Visit zerozilchzip.co.uk. Or click our banner on the UK Health Radio website. Discover alcohol freedom with Zero Zilch Zip. Because nothing's better. UK Health Radio. The station that makes you feel good.
0: My next guest works in the cosmetic industry she's annabelle rhodes and her company is rhodes skincare which is a cosmetic company and i started by asking her just how bad the cosmetic industry is at causing plastic pollution
2: they are the worst offenders i'm afraid and um, from my experience the beauty industry is not doing enough to help protect the environment at all Um, it's actually quite shocking Um, I'm a small company, and if I can change my tubes to sugarcane, surely they can, even if I know that they probably wouldn't want to, um, you know, they want special shaped bottles or whatever. But tubes are completely generic, and they could have any size they want, and it's readily available out there, and price is not an issue. You're talking pennies difference from using plastic. I just find it... That they don't you,
0: you, sorry, I'm interrupting you. But um, can we put some, some sort of figures? You know, you, you know, we're saying all oh, the cosmetic industry is bad. Can we give, give us some statistics or figures so that, you know we kind of can understand what sort of impact the cosmetic industry is is having. Are there any sort of numbers available? Some good well, ex- examples.
2: I'm going to have to look them up now <laughs> because they're on my. Um, hang on, I'll give it to you immediately. Um, um, it's 64% um, of consumers find it difficult to buy sustainable beauty products. But the actual industry, um, no. Um, Well,
0: I I, I found a figure, and you you can tell me if this sounds kind of sensible. For each year, the cosmetic industry uh, creates 120 billion units of packaging.
2: Absolutely right. It's shocking. Absolutely shocking. I mean,
0: that, that's enormous. So, so that's, that's worldwide, presumably, but even so, that's just utterly bonkers.
2: It really is. And it's not, it's not addressed in any way. People just presume that because the big companies are using it, um, it's okay. And they put now on it, a big um, thing that people are doing now is they're using buzzwords like recycle plastic. Well, it's still plastic. So what are they saying? They see the word recycle and consumers think, oh, recycle, that's fine. Or if they've put on the label green, they think, oh, this, that's fine, that, it's green. Or organic. Now, you only have to do a tiny little percentage of organic in an ingredient um, to, to be able to make that claim because it's not, uh, you, you have to have certification of organic if you're going to claim organic but you can just sure. say organic and then unless consumers go in deeper and actually go into the websites of the companies that are, they're going to buy something from and find out actually what their green claim is about and not don't get misled because often the um labels are hugely misleading and it's a huge misuse of these buzzwords and phrases right. used and not what they not what they seem
0: so that there, it seems, I did a little bit of Googling before we uh, started, and it seems that there are kind of two main sources of plastic pollution from the cosmetic industry, and you can tell me if this is right. The first one is packaging, which we've touched on. We'll, we'll come back to that as well. And the second one is uh, this this thing known as microplastics. Now, That's so what, what, exa- what exactly are microplastics?
2: Well, they're absolutely tiny little microbeads that were used extensively. I think people are using them less now. But they were used extensively in toothpaste so that they gave you a little um, exfoliation on your teeth um, and, in ex- and in exfoliators on your face and your body. Um, and 20 years ago, I was talking about the use of these and saying it was when I researched it. They said that the microplastic beads can get through our filter system and people were saying, no, 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 you've got that wrong. Um, all the big companies are using it, and they know what they're doing. Well, they didn't know what they were doing. They just found something that was cheap, and it was doing a job, and they didn't really take on board the damage it was going to do. And can you imagine, if i have been talking about that 20 years ago, how many beads have been poured into the ocean? It's shocking. But there's still a problem, although... Um, I mean, really, they should be banned. There's plenty of other things that you can use. I mean, you can use for exfoliant anyway. Um, I use um, rosehip seeds. Um, okay. It doesn't, you know. There's there's plenty of alternatives, but I suppose microbeads are incredibly cheap. So um, well, well,
0: the, pos- possibly, might... they they're not just used for sort of exfoliation and and, and scrubbing. They they're kind of used as a filler as well. Is the impression I get, just to bulk things up a bit.
2: Yep, easily, easily. Because when you buy something you have to say how much is in your in your tube or in your in your um uh, whatever pot you're using. Um and yeah, if you can bulk it up with a bit of plastic, marvellous. Sh- shareholders will be thrilled because it's all it's all money led, I'm afraid. And I think yeah. that time has come for the beauty industry to really Think twice and take care. And I think it would be the most wonderful PR stunt. Well, not a stunt, but a, a PR. If a, one of the big companies said, "We are changing to recycled, uh, not recycled. We're changing to sugarcane, which can be recycled." That.
0: Okay. So this, this, this is this sugarcane is the packaging, or can that be used in, as the microplastic um, replacement as well?
2: They could turn around and also say we are banning the, the use of, of plastic beads. But I suppose right. I'll be okay. in the background saying, oh, you're going to lose money, this, that, and the other. But I think the PR on it would be so great that their, their sales would rocket.
0: Yeah. Let's just finish with the microplastics, and then we'll come on to the packaging, because I'm very keen to talk about that as well. But uh-huh. it, it really seems to me, from what you're saying, that the microplastics are, are not really needed.
2: No. there's lo- Loads of loads of alternatives. It's just right. that they are, just, they are the cheapest way of doing whatever job they're wanted to do.
0: And it sounds like microplastics are not in your products.
2: Absolutely not. No. <laughs>
0: <And> no. <laughs> that's, I, 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 I like the sense of horror in your, in your voice. <laughs> so, right, so we've got, in your, your products there are no microplastics and you, 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 you think they're not needed and you think everyone should just get rid of them because, they, you know, they do uh, an, an awful lot of damage. They're, they're in a lot of the fish we eat. They just kind of get everywhere. Yeah. So that's that's one kind of awful side of the the cosmetics uh, industry, which is quite. I was going to say easy to do something about. Certainly, quite possible.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, uh, certainly, uh, all of it is not. It's not hard. It's just I think somewhere along the line, it's all money led. And, if, and it's also a, a, a nuisance, if you like. If it, It's so easy. It's rather like preservatives. Um, I don't use um, uh, chemical preservatives. I use radish root. And the, the hoops that I had to go through to find a, um, a preservative that worked for six months, um, whereas a paraben, you just put one little drop in your formulation, and it's good for years. So right. it's... Things, they, it takes time to, to make the alternative, and I think a time obviously means money. So a the, the little bit more research with these big companies, um, they would find that they'd have to research to find an alternative that was going to do the job, and they just can't be bothered. And they really ought to be named and shamed and made to come up with an alternative because it's all within oh. their power.
0: All right. Well, let's let's move on to the kind of the the uh pollutant number 2 in all this, which is the packaging which you you have you've mentioned already a couple of times. When I think of a a, a shampoo bottle, I must admit I pretty much immediately think of something in a plastic bottle. Although recently we've started getting um they look like bars of soap actually. So you you uh, and you can use that as shampoo that, and that that's been working quite well. But tell us about your packaging you've moved away from plastic completely i understand
2: absolutely absolutely what i've moved to is sugarcane so it's the waste of the sugarcane harvest it's the leaves um and the 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 the, the pith if you like that was um either burnt or buried and that can now be used to make tubes which is extraordinary and wonderful um it's rather so like what that. do they look
0: like? Do they look like cardboard, then, or what, you know?
2: No, 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 they look exactly like a plastic tube.
0: All right, so, okay.
2: In fact, if you look, look on the website, you'll see and you'll think, well, that looks like a plastic tube, and it feels like a plastic tube. Um, but it's not. It's made of sugarcane. It's just extraordinary technology.
0: All right, so is is it a big... What's the process to go from a load of sugarcane leaves... Uh, to a tube?
2: I don't know the absolute details of that, I'm afraid, um, but um, I could find out for you. I just know that instead of using um, petrol and oil um, yeah. out of the earth, instead of that, they use the sugarcane leaves and the waste um, instead. Um, okay. And I should know exactly how it's done, but it's sort of slightly. Um, it's my remit. I'll have to, I'll have to um, find out exactly, but I've never really been asked. I've just always known that that's what they use, and that's okay. why they call it sugarcane packaging rather than plastic.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, look. So, sorry for asking the difficult questions, but that's, that's what we do here on the Relax Back UK show. <laughs> right. I, I, right.
2: I, I, I could have researched that beforehand and, and been able to give you a proper answer.
0: That's all right. Don't worry. You, well, look, you can come back on in a, in a, in a little while. Bring us an yep. update of how the business is, if, if if you want, and and bring us up to speed with that. But let me ask a couple more questions about the packaging. So, yes. does, does does it kind of last as well? You know, if, if I if I buy one of these packages and sort of leave it in the cupboard for a few months, will it have degraded and started to leak, or you know, or does it just last
2: forever? You know, I- not it, 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 well, it doesn't last forever, but it absolutely doesn't leak or deteriorate in any way. Um, my products are going to be deteriorating after, well, not deteriorating, they will change after months from opening, and that's because of the um, no-chemical preservative I use. I use right, radishes. yeah, you
0: mentioned that. Yep.
2: Which, but, you know, you don't need to keep a product for more than six months. Um, you don't need um, some products you can get through within three, four, five months, um Six months is fine, but it 's just that we always get you you gets tempted by advertising and marketing, and you see something and you think, oh i 'd love to give that a try um mm. and then the one thing that you 're using you think oh i 'll well, just i 'll just try it as well um and then of course you 've got things sitting in the cupboard which are not being used where as i 'm trying to say to people buy whatever you buy, use it, use it up don 't let it sit around um and six months is plenty of time.
0: Plenty of time. Yeah, I mean it should be, shouldn't it? I mean, you know, we're a family of four. We do get through this stuff. So, uh, I guess it would be unlikely that this stuff would be uh, sitting around for for, <laughs> for terribly long, really. Con- especially considering how much time my children spend in the shower uh, <laughs> using all, all this this kind of stuff. <laughs> um, all right. So the, this is this is this is very interesting stuff. Let, I, I did get my daughter, my 17-year-old daughter, involved before speaking to you, and I said, look, what what do, what's important to teenagers? You know, what do they want to know? And she said, well, it's not so important to me, but I know a lot of teenagers do this stuff on social media where they look at um, products and they look at the – well, it boils down to the packaging, I suppose – but it's it's not quite unboxing, but it's sort of looking at stuff, and p- particularly for cosmetics and skincare, because this sort of stuff, you know, it's important for uh, teenage girls. They 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 do think about uh, these things. So she said, you know, ask if the the packaging and the way it comes looks cool. Pretty much is what she asked.
2: Yeah, no, I understand that. Um, well, a tube is a tube is a tube, isn't it? You can't you can't do anything more with a tube. Um, and bottles are fine as long as I, my my bottles are glass, and I think my my packaging looks really cool. It's um <laughs> <laughs> it's green, it's coloured green. Um, and um well, tell her to have a little look, and she can then give her idea on it. The thing is, what I find on on Instagram, and when girls do podcasts and they talk about the latest thing that they've found, um. It's all about them smothering it on their skin and, and, and talking about how lovely it feels, this, that, and the other. I have very, very rarely found any of them talking about whether it's green, organic, um, anything to do right. with good for the planet at all. It's all about what it can do for them. And I think this is another thing. Um, there is a, a, quite a good percentage. I think it's 64% of people who actually care. Um but you know it's it's not teenagers' fault it's just that marketing is such that it's absolutely making you want things that give you a glow or do the you know, all the things you want it to do well, all my products I can do glow I can do getting rid of sun marks i can get i i, I can do it all hydration everything but I can do it naturally um right. the Perfect. podcast that i've seen from um on instagram they don't go into the packaging and they don't go into the ingredients much they just talk about how gorgeous it feels and smells
0: okay all right so look, if people are listening to this and thinking okay actually this is kind of interesting i'd like to find out a bit more um start kind of analyzing what all my cosmetics comes in and you know whether it's re- recyclable or whatever that the packaging and all this stuff and also the microplastics we've been talking about. If people want to find out a little bit more, where can they go for some more information, Annabelle?
2: Well, for, for my products, they just go onto my website, which is www.rodeskincare.com And Rhodes is with an R-H-O-D-S. Um, right. com, that's my website. And they will find all about plant cell technology and all the amazing things it does. Um, and all the benefits of each of the um, ingredients that I use, uh, as well as that i 'm doing for your listeners a fifteen percent discount um, as from this morning um, for the rest of July, um, if they want to try anything out um, did I change okay you about so not, how, how,
0: how how do they go about getting that
2: what the the um website
0: that 's right the fifteen percent off how how do they claim that? It's
2: It's done now. It's on the website. I've got 15% off for the whole of July.
0: Okay, excellent. All right, very good. So, look, Annabelle, this is interesting stuff. Thank you very much for taking the time to chat.
2: Oh, it's lovely talking to you. Did I tell you that we won an award last night?
0: You didn't. Tell us about the award.
2: God. Oh, no, that was really exciting. Um, <laughs> I thought I'd told you. No, I was phoned up at 1.30 this morning to tell me that we had actually won the Best Facial Exfoliator um, from the Health and, uh, Natural Health and Beauty Awards, which was last night. Um, and um, that was really exciting because we, got, we, we won, and it's a, a really well-sought-after award, so we were thrilled with that. Our exfoliator, we use papaya. Um, and it's the papaya enzymes that take the dead skin away, whereas a lot of exfoliators, it's all to do with rubbing and scrubbing. Um, okay. And you don't need to do that. If you've got an ingredient that lifts dead skin, then you just wash it away. And uh, I was thrilled that we actually we won the award.
0: Very good. All right, well, look, congr- congratulations on the award. Thank um, you. Good luck with uh, changing people's behavior and the way the cosmetics industry uh, works and behaves and again thank you very much for taking the time to chat lovely lovely
2: talking to you
0: thank you very much to my guests on the show this week and they were talking about plastic and how to reduce plastic pollution they were marcus hill co-founder of bauer collective and annabelle rhodes from rhodes skincare and of course thank you to you for listening and please do remember the discount code RELAXBACK20 you can use on the website of Bauer Collective to get 20% off their products. That was the RELAXBACK UK show with me, Mike Dill. Thank you for listening and please do join us again next
3: time.